Chucky. And I'm your friend to the end. Heidi fucking ho. Ha, ha, ha. And welcome back to Chucky Queers. It's our weekly coverage of Don Mancini's Chucky series on sci-fi, and we are up to episode three. I'm Joe. And I'm Trace. And yes, episode three titled Hail Mary. And I think I figured out what we're doing here, Joe. I think we are going to be alternating episodes with the kids and with Tilly. (laughs) Yeah, it was a little bit funny considering how much time we spent speculating at the end of last week's episode. You know, ooh, what is Glenn Glenda going to be like? Why is Tilly trying to cover up the murder in front of them and so on? (laughs) Guess we'll get to wait an extra week because they're not telling us in this motherfucker. As soon as I realized, I was like, oh, we're not going to pay off that climax from last week's episode. Mm. Okay, bold move. It makes me want to keep watching, but bold move. <laughs> Damn you, drawing it out. <laughs> I know. I just because, you know, they know we've been waiting, you know, 20 years almost to see Glenn Glenda return. But mm-hmm. nevertheless, they are not in this episode. We have a no. kid-centric episode at the uh, Incarnate Lord uh, School for Children. <laughs> we're fucked up. School for bratty children. <laughs> yeah, so... I know it probably sounded like I came down a little bit hard on last week's episode. I'm happy to report that this episode did work a little bit better for me. And I think in part because one of my bigger issues, a.k.a. uh, Shitty Shitty Trevor, has been dealt with. And I'm super happy for that. Wasn't it funny, though, that I predicted his death in the second episode when we discussed Mm -hmm. the first episode? And oops, we get him in the third episode. (laughs) I mean... All things considered, your timing is pretty good. Yeah. I think in addition to that, which I will confess, I did not expect to happen this early. I really did think we were going to drag this bullshit out. So I'm happy to report that's not the case. I think overall, this is a really strong episode for Lexi and Olivia Allen Lind overall. Like, she gets all the good funny quips, and she gets that great bathroom scene with Nadine. Oh, and are are, are you warming to Nadine a bit more? Um, Also, I'm going to say, because I know one of the things you said last week was, you know, oh, I'm a little bummed that her thing is just stealing. I'm Mm -hmm. starting to think there's something else there. She definitely seems a little more kooky, like... You got the impression that she was a little bit odd and that people, you know, she didn't have a lot of friends. Maybe the faculty didn't seem to like her all that much. That's definitely confirmed in this episode, particularly when she's given her penance and she's walking through the school and literally no one stops to talk to her. No one will look at her. (laughs) Father O'Malley is like, oh, Jesus Christ, I do not want to have to spend 30 to 40 minutes listening to this little girl confess. (laughs) So, yeah, she's an odd duck, but she definitely is starting to emerge as a proper interesting character did it not tug on your heartstrings and she just said like you know i can't help you but i can be a friend and listen to you and that was just mm-hmm. oh yeah um i mean unfortunately uh lexi has a new stash of pills to mm-hmm. take so we're going to be dragging that out for longer than i want it to be dragged out for but i will yeah. co-sign i'm kind of glad that trevor is out of the situation so we can just focus on our main characters yes definitely definitely strong agree no i think this episode in general had a lot of good character beats you know am i loving everything that's happening 
Uh, I don't love the Jake and Devin fighting stuff. I don't feel <laughs> like Devin would be as easily baited by Chucky into nearly killing him. But these are all minor quibbles. Like, I'm not turning on the show and saying, mm, it's really lost a sense of who it is or who these characters are. Right. Even It's just, yeah, you know, there's certain things where... As we've said before, the addiction storyline has a bit of a familiar ho-humness to it. But, you know, it's playing out reasonably quickly. It's doing somewhat interesting things. It's forcing Lexi to get closer to Nadine. And that's all good stuff. Yeah, no. And I, I think, though, what's making the Nadine and Lexi stuff work better for me than the Jake and Devin stuff, because I am on the same page as, as you with that as well, is that... It has the heart to it and feels really organic where unfortunately whenever it's like, oh, couples, like we just got this couple mm -hmm. together so that they have to fight now. Um, it, yes. That feels <laughs> like, the, like the plot demands it. Like the, the, it feels more like, okay, well, we have to make this happen because that's what happens in these types of situations on television shows. Um, mm -hmm. It's something I don't buy that they're quibbling. I mean, look, these kids are in a really stressful situation right now, but more sure. so where I'm kind of like, oh, like it, it just feels like this is uh, missed opportunities for the screen time with these characters. Yeah, especially in an episode that's almost entirely dedicated to the kids, you know, it mm -hmm. really made me sit up and take notice when they did have their little reconciliation hug slash kiss in the stairwell, which of course is observed by Father Bryce, and that's mm -hmm. gonna be trouble down the line. But it's moments like that that I think hit stronger because so much of the rest of the episode is them bitching and fighting and walking off and not really talking to each other about what's going on. But yeah, as you said, I mean, this is basically sitcom, rom-com yeah. territory, right? This is what we do when couples get together. We have to introduce new conflict. Yeah. Um, and it's I actually thought it was refreshing, too, that we have an episode that isn't super focused on franchise lore and mythology. Like, we get a few tidbits mm -hmm. of like kind of what i guess the season mystery is going to be i mean can i say season mystery we're almost halfway done with the season i know <laughs> shocking <laughs> <laughs> but but we've got the colonel is uh -huh. in chucky's phone so that's something colonel sanders <laughs> i guess um oh i did love lexi's delivery of there's just a bunch of weird selfies in there all the angles are wrong <laughs> yes i definitely wrote that down in my notes as well um we learned that sister Catherine has a history that i guess is going to come to light at some point is this the art teacher? Uh, yes, yes, this is the art teacher. Because whenever Jake goes to, you know, protest Devin's punishment and the whatever mm -hmm. he's cleaning things or whatever, Father Bryce says, you know, sometimes, Jake, uh, our sins often hurt the people around us more than they hurt us. Sister Catherine knows all about that. And I'm like, okay, right. so what's her history then? <laughs> yeah, she is an interesting character because... We're not getting as much of Sister Ruth as I had maybe hoped, considering mm -hmm. the actress who's playing her. But yeah. that may just be like a queer Hannibal thing where I'm just like, give me more, give me more. Yeah. But Sister Catherine is definitely the most interesting member of this faculty who doesn't look like Devon Sawa because, <laughs> yeah, she's out there front and center doing very controversial and provocative religious art with mm -hmm. Jake to the point where I think, is this appropriate for like a 12 year old 13 year old boy but mm, whatever it, it's religion like that, that's fine it's totally fine that's why you had all like, like <laughs> that's why the passion of the christ an r-rated torture porn movie is the Jesus. highest grossing r-rated film like well it was at least at the time <laughs> take the kids to see it this easter everybody <laughs> literally that's what we did <laughs> oh wait i'm sorry it was ash wednesday it came out on ash wednesday so i was right. 40 days early for that <laughs> my god talk about sacrilege but yeah. uh yeah no sister Catherine. interesting curious to see where that's gonna go 
obviously we're laying on the guilt trip very heavily this entire episode you know father bryce is telling everybody and their dog up and down the street you gotta atone you gotta ask for forgiveness you gotta forgive the people who send you in order to move on (laughs) to which i think okay you know we're obviously playing into that with this aversion therapy that we're doing with the chucky that they've captured and i have thoughts about that but yeah um I have no idea where we're going with Father Bryce, and that's both curious and frustrating. Yeah, I, I agree. But yeah, let's go back to this aversion therapy. So, you Ooh, know, we're, we're continuing okay. our horror movie references this week. We're doing a clockwork yep. orange here. Mm-hmm. With barrettes. With barrettes. <laughs> um, and we're just showing him the thing over and over and over again, I guess. <laughs> it was the thing in a couple of other movies. Yeah, I was trying to figure out. Like, I'm sure someone will do, you know, a slash film (laughs) article about all the films referenced in that aversion therapy scene. But it's interesting. I mean, I wrote about this for my Queer Horror of Chucky article this week because Mm -hmm. I'm fascinated by the idea that we've used what is traditionally a weapon against the queer community against a tormentor, in this case, Chucky. So it's a... I don't know. It's an interesting inversion. And I think that Don Mancini and company know exactly what they're doing by referencing it. I am in complete agreement. Um, I It is a little bit ridiculous that Chucky is converted um, after a night of this. But again, that leads into the uh, the ridiculous cartoony camp factor of the series. Trace, have you ever marathoned my... Little, Little pony, pony for 24 <laughs> hours, you would be converted too. Oh my god, it's like, um, oh my god, uh, in Adam's Family Values, actually, whenever they make uh, uh, Wednesday and Pugsley and David Crumholtz just watch Disney movies all day to make them mm-hmm. nicer. <laughs> <laughs> Science, it works. But yeah, no, I, mean, I, I think for um, for casual, maybe even non-queer viewers, like that, this might go over their heads. But yeah, for, I mean, anyone who is queer, who has seen, you know, any Ryan Murphy property, who loves to put mm-hmm. in aversion therapy to things, uh, right. this will be immediately recognizable. And I, yeah, I love that we're doing the switcheroo here. Although, I'm a little surprised we're not saving it for, let's say, Father Bryce. Mm. Well, okay, so maybe to combine these two points together... Do you feel like there may be a reveal down the line that Father Bryce is a secret queer? I honestly kept thinking that last week. I didn't say this because I was like, well, that's not what happened. But I got Mm -hmm. weirdly, I don't want to say pedophilic vibes, but it felt like it felt like Father Bryce was being just off with when he was talking to jake now granted his reaction to seeing jake and devin this week may have quashed that for me but uh yeah i don't don't know i I just got i got weird repressed vibes from him last week and i don't know if it carried through this week for me Mm -hmm. well i was definitely thinking of the fact that he saw them and then i would have expected his reaction to be to confront them to yell at them to punish them and instead he seems more interested in the missing chucky doll and maybe this is just misplaced or he's just not like he's saving it for later or something like that but i definitely got the impression i don't know in an episode that's really dealing with guilt and penance and confession it seemed a little weird that father bryce wasn't more forthcoming with what he saw i mean honestly i hope you're right about this and that i'm wrong uh because i I would again love to see more queerness in this show Mm -hmm. unfortunately i i I feel like i'm thinking that oh no he's just a evil douchebag and he's going to be he's going to try to like he's not going to confront them about it he's going to try to do things to fuck with their heads about it 
Right. Yeah. I I do think that that's more likely what is going to happen. I'll confess, if for no other reason, I would love to see Father Bryce end up being a secret queer who is battling his own demons, Mm -hmm. if only because it gives Devin Sawa something a little different to play. Like he's played bad dad twice on this series already. And Father Bryce isn't like he's not performing all that different from what he was giving us in season right. one. So I'd like to see him get something a little different to do on the show. Unless he's also a secret Chucky and he's in cahoots with the therapist who's probably also a secret Chucky who sent the kids there to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I mean, we have 70 of these fuckers to try to keep track of. Who knows oh where they are? I mean, obviously, we saw that Hulk Chucky got delivered. That's how we got rid of right. Trevor. And then he shows up at the end. So we know there's at least two at the school now. So what do we think of Hulk Chucky? So um, is this giving you like Gremlins, the two, the new batch vibes where we're like, oh, we're just going to be getting different types of Chuckies now? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, it was unexpected. It actually took me a full moment. Like, I didn't realize that Chucky looked different when he killed Trevor and folks glimpse behind the curtain we're seeing advanced screeners of these so not all of the effects (laughs) and not all of the adr has been done so we don't actually know what brad duras hulk chucky voice sounds like because it had not been finalized when we recorded this episode it's just some guy just like talking about that kind of voice but yeah um and you know we get to see puppeteers in plenty of scenes as well which is always (laughs) really fun Oh, it's so fucking delightful. I would watch all of these episodes just with them in it the whole time. Like, it's very entertaining. <laughs> but now I want to go back and rewatch this, though, because, I mean, yeah, whenever Trevor gets his heart punched out of his chest, it's mm-hmm. partially done CGI, but we don't know what the final product looks like. So now I want to go back and watch it like when it airs to see what it actually looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But to come back to your question about mm-hmm. Hulk Chucky and the different dolls, I do think that that would be a fun way to do it. And of course, when we covered Cult of Chucky with Don Mancini himself, that was one of the fun things that I had completely forgotten about on that rewatch. Yeah. I was like, oh, right. We did try to distinguish these Chuckies. So we've got the totally fucked up burnt Chucky. We've got the bald Chucky. We've got crew cut. Basically, we've always had different derivations of Chucky, but I like the idea of physically distinguishing them. Now I just want a vegetable Chucky and a lightning bolt Chucky and a lady Chucky. <laughs> yes, lady. Well, I guess lady Chucky is Tiffany. But... <laughs> or Glinda. <laughs> we shall find out. Uh, but yeah, okay. Well, so I guess for next week, uh, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure we're going to finally finish this cliffhanger with Glen Glinda. We're going to go back to the mm-hmm. world of Tiffany and Jennifer Tilly and Nika. Right. Yes. Apart from that, I have no idea. I don't think we'll leave the kids behind entirely because it'd be hard to lose them for an entire episode. We can go without Tilly and Nika for a bit, but I think we can't lose the momentum of what's happening with the kids. You could be right. My only and I I think you probably are right. The only way I would think you aren't is if this is meant to be like, this is Glenn Glenda's episode. So we're going to get like, where has Glenn and Glenda been the entire like for the past 20 years or whatever the fuck, Mm -hmm. you know, so it, it might not be just Tiffany and Nika and Tilly because we're also getting catch up with Glenn Glenda. Right. Yeah, that that actually could happen. Because part of what I've noticed is that by this point in season one, I think we had started to get flashbacks to Charles Lee Ray's backstory. And we obviously haven't been doing that this season. So we could do a significant flashback episode to, you're right, catch up with Glenn Glenda and where they've been. Well, time will tell. Uh, Anything else you'd like to discuss about this week's episode or your predictions for next week? 
Uh, no, although I, I will just give a shout out to Nadine's line delivery of sweet mother of Hail Mary, Jesus, fuck. Oh, <laughs> I agree. I also liked whenever um, uh, Jake goes, Father Bryce can screw himself. And she goes, oh, my, mm-hmm. this is fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, big, big moments for Nadine in this episode really helped me to get on board. Yeah, well, everyone, let us know what you think of Nadine and what you thought of Hail Mary, uh, because, you know, we're trucking along, and after next week, we are halfway done with this season. Holy shit, it's going by so fast already. Truly wild, but, um, yeah, until next week, we can cross out Hail Mary. Indeed, and cross out Chucky Queers. (laughs) 